Brad Stevens from Butler to Boston to the front office. That was the big news, leaving the head coaching position, taking over for the Celtic great Danny Ainge, and taking over in the front office. JMV joins us right now from 107.5 uh, The Fan, 93.5, 107.5 five, The Fan, 107.5TheFan.com. Uh, big move in, in the NBA. The question is, why is it happening? Um, well, because I think Brad was a little bit gassed, Tony, with coaching. Um, Danny Ainge, who was running the organization in Boston, was also gassed and wanted to step away. And the Boston ownership uh, wanted Brad to stay within the organization, so they decided to elevate him to the director of basketball operations or the president of basketball operations to keep him there and uh, see if he can elevate his career, not through coaching at this point, but through organizational decision-making. So it's kind of a they, – they call it a step up. But you still kind of wonder, Tony, this. You kind of wonder, to me, he is still, and I'm biased, one of the better coaches I've ever been around, ever watched coach, even though he has not won a championship. But at the same time, you kind of wonder at the age of 44, at this point in time, if he's done coaching or if he still might bounce back at some point and be on that bench again. Hey, look, there are people who are still upset that he left Indiana, right? Still yeah. that, he, that he left yeah. Butler. They would have preferred that he stayed. And certainly there are people who talked about him for that IU position and would have loved to have seen uh, that happen. But it's interesting how, how the NBA is going and how a lot of these uh, franchises are going where the, the tactical side, right? We talk about the money ball side of things. That methodology uh, is something that is really prized. And as you read about Brad Stevens, there is a lot of appreciation for not only the technical ability to understand uh, data, but the ability to translate that to players. What have you seen from him on that side? Yeah, what's funny about it too, Tony, the difference between, the difference between college and NBA is, is this. When you're a coach of the NBA, you still have an ultimate boss, uh, and that boss has a boss in ownership beyond that. But, you know, you have a boss in the president of basketball ops. In college, in a lot of places, especially like where Mike Krzyzewski is going into his final year before retirement at Duke, he's the man. I mean, he's the man over the president. I mean, he does what really he wants to do. And when you're at that level in college, you're that guy. But in the NBA, you still have to answer to somebody. And Brad's just going to have control of the basketball decision-making, control of the roster. And that, that's something that I'm sure he has worked lockstep with with Danny Ainge in the past. But this is all going to be on on him now. So there are differences between being coaches in college, you know, and and maybe not having a boss between that and the NBA where you're going to have a boss and a decision maker, which Brad Stevens is in Boston at this point in time moving forward. Talking to Jam V from 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. You bring up Coach K, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, uh, the coach there of Duke, saying this is the final year. And this is just one of the names who, when you bring up college basketball, Coach K is at the top of almost every list. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I feel bad for a guy like John Shire. I guess you don't feel bad for him. He's got a great gig. But trying to follow that legendary status right there, it's like trying to follow you in the morning. I mean, it's just really incredibly difficult. Everybody knows that. And that is going to be something to see if Duke is sustained as a brand in college basketball with John Shire moving forward as opposed to Mike Krzyzewski. But, yeah, when you think about it, Tony, he was a guy back in the mid-'80s that was hired on at Duke, and he was almost fired. 
I mean, he was almost canned. He ended up getting a class that included ESPN's Jay Billis and got a class that went to the Final Four in Dallas in, in 1986 and then, you know, ultimately won those national titles once he got into the 90s. Uh, yeah, legendary status, no doubt, as a coach, as a collegiate coach, certainly, and is right up there with uh, among the, if not the greatest of all time. And uh, it is some celebration, I'm sure, of an incredible career coming up this year in College Hoop. Uh, the greats almost almost always get canceled at the first. Seinfeld almost got canceled after the first season. I almost got <laughs> yep. canceled after yep. the first six months. Man, it, it's <laughs> it's the way it goes. Let me take you back to the Indianapolis yeah. 500. There you and I were with the pre-race coverage, and it's always a pleasure. And we, we walked through the conversation of speed. We walked through the conversation of passing. We walked through the weather, and we made our picks. My pick was Ed Carpenter. Your pick was Alex Pillow. Uh, you, you, you were almost there, man. I, uh, my, my guy came in fifth, your guy coming in second. Elio Castroneves picking up his fourth Indianapolis 500 win. How good was this race? How good was that celebration? And what do you think it means for IndyCar? You know, Tony, we talked about this going into it. I mean, this was going to be something that was going to be one of the most memorable of all time, 500-wise, even before they dropped the green flag, without question, because of all that was going on beyond what's going on on the track. And then that day, the incredible day, everybody being back, the celebration of it all, everybody you saw on the stands, and then getting a four-time winner, and that four-time winner being Elio Castroneves, uh, one of the most loved, without a doubt, that has ever raced there. And my guy, Alex Pelot, here's what's funny about it. I dig on money. And obviously, I had a little bit of money on the line there with Pelot. Right? But Yeah, but you know what? At the end of it, Tony, yeah, I go with the story. And nothing against Alex Pillow. Man, I would have loved to win a little bit of cash on that. But the story was just so great. The aftermath of the celebration was great. And it made that race one of the most memorable of all time. And, you know, we haven't seen the – I'm sure that our radio numbers are through the stinking roof. I mean, it was you and I together. How could it not be? Correct. But we saw the, telev we saw the television numbers. The television numbers are the best since the 100th in 2016. And, I mean, everybody wanted it. They got what they wanted. It was a celebration, and it was a celebration afterwards with that win. It'll go down in history as one of the most memorable, both on and off the track. And it was pretty incredible, Tony. That right there is Jim V from 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. So how much did you lose? Oh, not very much. You know, 100, something like that. Will you be so. doing DoorDash like uh, Dan Dockage? Um, I probably won't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that deeply. I'm not that deep into it where I feel the need to to punish myself. I shouldn't say punish myself because that's a good, good, honest uh, way to make a living, I guess. But no, hundred dollars. That was all it. But I was kind of rooting for the storyline. And Tony, that's the moral of the story here. Sometimes you root for the storyline. And you know what? I kind of transitioned from. Hello and winning money, a first-time great story as a winner to that four-time winner and a guy that has been celebrate here for well over a decade, into two decades. And it was pretty special, and I was rooting for the special story. I'll have to be honest. You know, over the money. That oh, look at you, look at you. You you are you are I'm an altruist. I'm full of crap. I'm so full of crap. I, I wanted the money, Tony. I, I know. What's wrong with me? I don't. I don't know. But I'm so glad that you finally <laughs> came clean here with us. That's Jam V from 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. A good storyline is good, but cash is still king, baby. That's the way it works.